Lodgecasters, welcome to the Lodgecast, the official podcast of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M. This is being recorded at the Lodge in Whittier, California. We are on the 13th floor of the penthouse, folks. We went straight to the top of the building. So you're tuned in to episode 12. We have a great guest ahead, so stay tuned. You're going to want to stay tuned for this interview. We have some really cool footage that we shot, and we'll have some graphics on the screen. We have lowrider legend Jacob Dominguez. He's a legend, and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Today is June 10th, 2017. You can find us on our website, gentlemansavenue.com forward slash the Lodgecast on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Lodgecast, on Twitter at the Lodgecast. Make sure you get us and subscribe on iTunes Blurberry. Make sure you remember if you have iTunes or you can get us on our website, you can download these episodes. Not only do we have an audio portion, which is the podcast, but we also have the video portion, which is the vodcast. So you're going to be able to see all this stuff, man. You're going to be able to see this uh, 13th floor penthouse suite studio set here. And uh, so stay tuned and keep sharing it. Share it. Share it for all your friends to see because you're going to want to see what's happening out here. And we're, we're definitely doing our best to bring you guys the best guests, the best stories, the best interviews. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Uh, this episode sponsored by our house brand, Old Duck Grooming. I'm going to be playing a video, so check out the video and we'll be right back. I spent hundreds of hours researching all natural ingredients and discovered for thousands of years they have been used for medicine and grooming. I also researched and found the highest quality ingredients to produce an all-natural, zero-toxin, no-chemical shave cream. My product was not developed in a laboratory or by some machine. It was developed with passion, innovation, and creativity. My product not only promotes healing, but also revitalization. The days of needing shave oil, shave cream, aftershave, and moisturizing lotion for your face are gone. Our product is an all-in-one. We sent our product to barbers from around the world, and nobody has ever seen a shave cream perform and provide the nourishment and revitalization as ours does. There is nothing on the market like it today. Shaving is the most traumatic act that you can do in grooming. And that is why our product promotes healing and revitalization. Old Duck Grooming is committed to the highest quality ingredients to produce the highest quality product. Check us out at oldduckltd.com. All right, so let me give you the latest and the greatest with gentlemansavenue.com. The Traditional Barber Journal 2, so this is our second issue of the Traditional Barber Journal, is back on track. 
Uh, it's maybe a little bit slow, but it, it'll get there. It's going to be out. So just, you're going to want to stay, man. Th this is our biggest magazine issue ever. I think we're over 200 pages. I mean, we have folks from Romania, Latvia, uh, Australia, Canada, Mexico. I mean, the list goes on and on of amazing traditional barbershops that are just doing great things in their country. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out soon. So you'll be able to see everything that we have going on. Uh, not only on the podcast, we'll keep you guys updated, but stay tuned on our social media. I'll be posting a release date on that. And uh, thank you all for your patience, because as you guys know, uh, with this back injury, it's really, really slowed me down. And it's kind of a snail's pace, but you know what? It's the direction in life that you're moving that matters. So without further ado, I'd like to invite Jacob and his granddaughter to our set. Come on in, Jacob. How's it going, my brother? How's it going? <laughs> Here we are. So, yeah, go go Get ahead and on. don't worry. You're not the first guest that fought with those headsets. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not used to putting these on. <laughs> yeah, we had. Uh, well, you know, even though Willie G, uh, he he's very used to being in a recording studio with headsets, and uh, he he he. Uh, it was a one-two battle there, man, for a minute. I don't know who's going to win. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so here we have Jacob Dominguez and... My granddaughter, Adrina Dominguez. Adrina Dominguez. Yeah. Wow. We have the superstar here. Yeah, she's been in a few magazines with me, and uh, I try to take my grandkids wherever I go mm -hmm. with me. And and like I say, it's all about family. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's our heritage, our thing with lowriders and everything. But, you know, more than that, it's, it's, it's basically family. Mm-hmm. Which is something you emphasize that from the beginning. I mean, you told me like, man, I'm about family, club, and cars. Yes. And yes. to me, that 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 struck a, a big chord because, you know, in in a day and age where a lot of people are fake, right? They're just phonies and trying to to buy culture. Sometimes. Well, we're the real deal. You know, it, it's it, it all comes down like this. Um, when you're growing up, uh, there's a lot of struggles in life, and to be in this organization with, with the bombs and the lowriders and stuff and the kids, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it uh, it really takes a lot to uh, grow your family and have kids and, you know, and raise them. And raise them, you know, try to do the best you can. And then and then comes in the cars. Mm -hmm. That's where the cars come in. And, and, you know, and then you show your, your kids and grandkids, hey, look, this is, um, this is where it's at. You know, mm -hmm. you get your education. Go to school, get a good job. Once you do all that, uh, you can find yourself a nice car, you know, get a nice uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, may be. And, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with your family and kids and, and your cars. Mm -hmm. A good life. And stay out of trouble. Yes. Yeah. Stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. Which, I, you know, I'm not sure if you, you thought, how does this guy find me? Or how did, did you ever, did it cross your mind? Like, how does... This guy know me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I I've been on like Instagram for a little while now, and I I, I show a lot of pictures of the mm -hmm. stuff. But more of the pictures I show, I try to show more of my family, mm -hmm. more of the uh, people that I that I hang with, and uh, you know, get exposure that mm -hmm. way. Well, you know, I actually I met you many moons ago. Oh, really? Many moons ago. Actually, I went to your house. Really? Yes, yes. Yeah. We actually uh, we know a lot of people in common, um, uh -huh. and uh, at the time I was building a, a fifty-one. Uh -huh. a fleet line and uh i don't remember how or another i got your number and they're like if anybody's gonna have this visor i was looking for the fulton the i think it was the 1000 okay the curved one okay and i went to your house the round one yeah it's the round yeah one. yeah uh, because that that was the thing with building cars for me was sometimes you trust people like 
painters and they screw you or parts right. go missing, right? right? And so that's what happened with me was my visor and my skirts. Oh, got lost. Well, the thing the thing about it, I, I've been selling car parts for years now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had partners with me like Julio Rallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's passed away now, and may he rest in peace. But the thing about when you're into these old cars and you're into car parts, uh, you got to watch who you trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, if you can go to their house and buy the part. That's a bonus. Yeah. Because now you know where they're at. Exactly, exactly. And if they sell you the wrong part, you can come back to them. See, when you go to swap meets and you don't know these people mm-hmm. and you go out there, a lot of these people tell you it's for your car and, and it's really not. Mm-hmm. They just want to get your their money and get yeah. out of there. And you'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. With me, it's a little different. Uh, I got the reputation behind me. I might be expensive, but you get the right part. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you're going to come back and say, hey, this is the wrong part because I'll guarantee it's the right part. Right, or I'll let you know before you buy it. Yeah. Say, hey, this, uh, I don't know. You know, you're gonna have to take your chances yeah. on this one. And, and your house, because when you took, when I went to your house, uh-huh. and then you took me into the, the, the side garage, the back garage, the back yes. garage, and that's where you showed me your 42. Yeah. Uh, which to me was, I mean, I, we, I, matter of fact, then you ended up recommending Joe to me, Joe the painter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right there yeah. In, in Stanton. And yeah. then he repainted my car because it was such a, mess with the other guy oh okay and so i ended up at it was a long long time ago but and i even ended up meeting up with with julio uh there in in, in la i right. went to see him too for some parts too right. but uh it, it's an amazing culture uh, car culture because you you are what you you were the president of dukes well back in 89 um julio and fernando rallas mm-hmm. they uh they wanted to open up an orange county chapter of the dukes so they offered it to me as to run it president with their leadership mm-hmm. under their leadership and i said okay uh let's try it so we went ahead and did it and within a few years we had over 30 members in orange mm-hmm. county uh that was back in 89 when we started it and the thing about the orange county dukes it's it's a car club but it's more of a car club it's mm-hmm. once you're involved with our club it's more like family mm-hmm. It's not just about a car club. It's it's more family. And not to be jealous of anything, you know, we want you to do your best, try to get the car going as, as, as good as you can. Yeah. But always remember this, take care of your family first. Mm-hmm. So if it comes down to where our members have to work versus going to a car show, they're going to go work yeah. to take care of their family. Not going to penalize them, right? Right. And, and that's the, the, for you, I mean, how did you get into the classic cars? Or at the time, they probably weren't. Well, they are now. But. Well, no, there were there was classic cars. I'm not that old, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was classic cars back then. Uh, my dad got me involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had an auto electric shop, and he's always been into uh, Chevys and <clears throat> Continentals and stuff like that. And he's always been low rider through all since I've been born that I know of. And he has passed away too, but he left me with cars, and I ended up getting some of the cars like. The 40 Chevy convertible mm-hmm. I bought from Julio. Uh, I gave that one to my son. Mm-hmm. I, I, actually, I bought it when he was about five or six years old. Mm-hmm. And I told him it'd be his one day. And now it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retired from the club. I still oversee a lot of the Orange County uh, Dukes mm-hmm. and my son and the chapter. Make sure everything's in a, on, a, on a good level. Mm-hmm. But uh, my son now is the president of the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's taken over. And we're doing pretty good. We have some real good quality members. Uh, if it wasn't for our members, the you know the club wouldn't be as as strong as it is. Mm-hmm. 
You know? So what's your first, because you, you, I, I also have a long history because of my dad, of cars, <laughs> of the love of the classic cars. Or, right. You know, I mean, they weren't, I mean, shit, I think even back then I remember being able to buy a car for like $1,200. You know, you, oh, could, yeah. you could pick up a 63. 63, you know? 64 on the penny saver for 500 bucks. And I'm talking clean. <laughs> yeah, there, there wasn't like this major explosion of a car almost being worth its weight. No, know? no. Back then, when, when I was growing up back in the 60s and 70s, uh, 64 Chevys, it didn't matter if it was a show car. It didn't matter the paint job. As long as you had rims, mm-hmm. if you had Craggers, if you mm-hmm. had Supremes, if, and then came out the True Spokes, mm-hmm. as long as you had rims on that car, it, if you had primer spots, whatever, you were the king out yeah, there on the yeah. road. Yeah. We didn't have these back then where, oh, you got to have this $10,000 paint job mm-hmm. or, or stuff like that. We didn't have that. Chrome undercarriage. Chrome undercarriage. We didn't have none of that. Yeah. We had a 64 Chevy, 63 Chevy with primer spots, mm-hmm. but it had to have uh, 560s, 520s. Mm-hmm. It had to be a lowrider. Yeah. You know, and back then we would either heat the coils or cut the coils. We, And then the hydraulics too, you know, if you could afford that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, you know, back then we couldn't afford all that hydraulics. Hydraulics was actually hard to get. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you couldn't go out just anywhere and get the hydraulics until Orleys came in and, yeah. and some of the other guys like homies and stuff that came in and started producing all that stuff, getting it actually being able to buy like mass it. mass production exactly yeah 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 because it wasn't it was yeah i remember even being able to pick up cars and you see a car in somebody's driveway you know <laughs> you just pull up and ask him you oh, know yeah. it, it's changed now it's changed well or, back then too they people would pay you to take their car mm-hmm. you know they, they would call hey you know what i'll give you 50 yeah. bucks 100 bucks take this <laughs> car away from me you know get it out of here so what's your what's your first memory of car where you're just like it, the car bug bit you when you well, when I was about 12 years old, my dad bought me a car. Mm-hmm. He bought me a 63 Super Sport. Mm-hmm. And I had that thing in um, at my mom's house. And uh, and I could remember my dad got it for me. I think he paid maybe $100, $150. Mm-hmm. And it had rust spots. So a friend of mine came over and, oh, we could fix this. So he cut it out, put some screen behind it and some Bondo. And, <laughs> hey, that's all she wrote. Yeah. It, was, uh, mm-hmm. it was all primer then at that point. And, mm-hmm. You know, and we were happy. Mm-hmm. You know, those were some good days. Yeah. Six, so the 63 was the one that just got your, your you know, got you into the, the whole. That was my first, yes. That was my first car. And then my dad bought a uh, 46 fleet line mm-hmm. and we started working on that. And then after that, it just, I stayed with all the old cars and mm-hmm. stuff. So out of all the cars uh, that you had, which one's the one that you're like, this is like basically my coffin. It's, it'll never leave me. Well, my 42 fleet line, the reason is, is because when my dad got me my 46 fleet line, the person my dad traded another car for, I think it was a 34 Dodge, he traded it straight across. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy came and brought the 46 fleet line and showed us pictures of a 42 because he actually was looking for a 42 fleet line. Mm-hmm. At the time, he couldn't find one because so, they were so rare. And we didn't have internet. We didn't have nothing like that mm-hmm. back then. So you couldn't even find cars. You know, you didn't have to go out and yeah, yeah. physically look for what you want. You had to know where to look. Exactly. So when he brought us pictures of a 42 and showed me, hey, look, this is the rare one. The 46 is rare, but the 42 is even more rare. Mm-hmm. So that stuck to my head. And I go, you know what? When I get older and I can afford it, I'm going to find one. Mm-hmm. And I don't, not only did I find a 42 fleet line, but I also have a 42 convertible that we're working on. Mm. That'll be out wow. pretty soon. Wow. Now, I, I picked up, uh, let's see, I looked online and I was looking at your your 
your Instagram, and I think, let me see if I have it here somewhere. Do you want to water me, huh? You okay, or do you want to water me? You okay, honey? You all right? Nothing? Let me look for it here for a minute. Yeah, so, there's a 40. Yeah, there's a 42. So that's this, what, is, it, is this where you got the car? I don't understand. Can you explain well, to this? Okay, this car, that's the original owner of the 42 Fleet Line that I own now. Wow. Um, the person I bought it from bought it off of him. Mm -hmm. And then I got it off of, him, off of the guy. The person was named Nacho. Mm -hmm. But that's the way I got the car, When the way you see it right there on the top. So, so the the top is where, where did the car come from? Was it Los Angeles, California, or? Well, actually, I, I'm not. It, it's it's from California, but uh, I'm not sure where from California. I just know that I bought it in Victorville. Mm -hmm. It was in the in the. Um, let me think. Where did I find it? I think I found it out of the Auto Trader, mm -hmm. or maybe it was the Recycler. I found it in the Recycler, mm -hmm. and. Uh, which were, were for people who don't know, it was just a publication, right? Or was it like a weekly publication? It was a weekly publication. Yeah. I don't know if you even know if it's still out, but uh, we used to wait. We couldn't wait. Every Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, it would come out. It was basically what Craigslist is now. Um, exactly. In, in the paper, you could buy pretty much. It went by even the cars. I think they went by years, like yes. pre forties or fifties, and then sixties yes. and seventies. You can go to Seven Eleven, and you could have got the recycler every yeah. Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah. I'd go on Thursday morning, <laughs> get the recycler, and I'd be looking for a forty-two Chevy. Mm -hmm. Well, I finally found one in there, and it was in Victorville. Mm -hmm. The guy's name was Nacho that had it. He had rebuilt the motor. Uh, he did a lot of mechanical work to it and got it all basically running mm -hmm. and then decided to sell it because he, he, he didn't want to restore it. So I went ahead and bought it in that condition, and uh, at the time I bought it, Donald Tovar, one of the famous Tovar brothers, mm -hmm. Uh, was going to restore one of my 40 Chevy convertibles. I had two of them at the time. And he had came over the next day after I had bought the 42, and he says, uh, I came to get the 40 convertible because I'm going to you know, restore it for you. And I go, well, you know what? I decided I don't want to do that after all. I want to go with the 42. Mm -hmm. He goes, really? I go, yeah. So him and Michael, his brother Michael, got the car, took it to the house. He spent about three years on the bodywork and paint. Uh, and and I got it back. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Donald Tovar really did a, an amazing job on the car. Mm -hmm. You know, he act, he, act, he really it was like his car. Mm -hmm. It was at his mom's house. It was in the backyard of his mom's house, and it was there for years. For like I said, three years. Wow. And uh, so when it finally got done, and I brought it back home, and I I put it all back together, and I I got it in Little Rider magazine. We took it to the Super Show, the first one. Mm -hmm. And we won. We took first place. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even around. I was in Hershey's, Pennsylvania at the time with me and Mike Ramos. But uh, my uh, compadre, Joe, had taken it to the show, and we won. We mm -hmm. took first place. Uh, when it came out in the Little Rider magazine, uh, the article came out. And I did thank Donald's mom for having the car at her house and her taking care of it for me. Mm -hmm. And I put her name in the magazine. Wow. And... Michael told me when she had passed away, they were going through the car, her car that she drove. The magazine was in her trunk, and she used to show it to people wow. of the car because it meant it was meant meant a lot to her because mm -hmm. her name was involved in it too. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was something special to what took took to my heart. Because like you're saying, it's family. Yes, yes, okay. family. Wh yes. Whether they're blood relatives or just people that become. 
family and your community because low riding is a lifestyle. It's a culture. It's correct. It's, uh, you know, earlier we were talking, um, this new movie out low riders. Yeah. What, what's your take on it? Well, uh, personally, I didn't really like the movie. Uh, the story, it shouldn't have been named Lowriders uh, mm-hmm. because that uh, to, to have a movie named Lowriders, it's about family. It's about, it should be a positive sign where mm-hmm. they should show where you take care of your family first and then uh, move up to your cars and, and spend time with your cars and your family and, and having all, everybody working together on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of positive to it. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to show the people out there that Lowriders is about family values. It's about uh, take, working hard, taking mm-hmm. care of your family, having good friends, hanging around with good people. You know, because the story, from what I I haven't seen it, but I kind of went through it and saw the trailers, and it's basically a story of a father who's into cars, right? Right. And he has two boys. Right. One ends up becoming a. a convict he goes to prison or something and then it comes out and there's like this rivalry between the family right right now do you find that at all in the writing culture that there's this big rivalry between people and families and it's like it splits a family well let me explain something to you this movie is all fictional to me Mm -hmm. uh fortunately it wasn't uh based on a true story Mm -hmm. because uh it would have been really awful devastating for some of some families yeah not something you want to show them. not something you want to broadcast i mean we've already exactly. we're already all stereotyped as being evil mm-hmm. and ruthless and, bad hombres yeah and 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 yeah. you know we need to show the people out there that low writing is about family mm-hmm. low writing is uh something where you uh show your kids uh hey take care of your family first and then you can have this nice car mm-hmm. And a nice house and a nice job, mm-hmm. but you yeah, because and it's coming back because even here in Whittier, uh, on Whittier Boulevard now, cruising is starting to to come back. And well, the are, thing about lowriders is is that we spend a lot of money on our cars. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people take a lot of pride in your car. It, when we go to car shows, we're keeping an eye on your car because of all the time that we spend on it with us and our family. Mm-hmm. We don't want nobody coming up and start scratching it. We don't want to go to car shows and mad dog each other. Yeah, get into brawls. We want there. people to come and, and look at our cars and say, look, look at the amazing job this person did. Mm-hmm. Look at all the time he spent on it. Look at he's here with his family. Mm-hmm. You know, having a good time. Yeah. You know, you don't have to drink beer and get, get drunk to have a good time. Yeah. yeah it's, not a, it's not about like this. Like you're saying that it's not what the movie depicted. Well, it it could, you know, there's there's some parts that yeah, it could be true. I mean, but why why show people that don't know anything about low riding? Why show them that that side of us? Yeah. Show them the, show them some positive side of us. Show them that we're really not like that. You know, a majority of us are not like that. Yeah, cuz there, there's there's good story. There, there's a way to tell a story that's right. not like National Enquirer for basically the, the the scandal you you don't have to do that because it's people's lives or their pride and, and what they invest in is at stake right you know you and your car here you are and you posted this picture of the original owner of the vehicle you know there's a tremendous pride because then you show it like revived now right it's it's 
it's uh, that's right. Go ahead and get your phone if you got. I mean, turn it off. <laughs> Let me turn it off. I forgot to turn. It. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I forgot all about that. But you know, it, it's you're showing that there's a pride in in preserving because you're you're part not only historian because your knowledge of the vehicles, but that you're also part of like preserving and showcasing it. Like right. you're saying earlier, you take your car, you want to take care of it. You're not going for like, you know, to cause problems with other people. Like a museum. A museum isn't going to put their piece on and let it just be out there for people to jack up. Right. Well, you know, about about cars, when you go to car shows, like me personally, I'm not into awards. I'm not into trophies. You know what I'm into? I'm oh. into the people coming up and saying, man, this is a nice car. Mm-hmm. Where, where did you find all these parts? How did you do this? How did And, you know, give back to give them back. Give the mm-hmm. knowledge back. Mm-hmm. I had other guys that are street riders, hot riders that come up to me and say, "I don't like, I don't like too many low riders, and but I like this forty-two. Mm-hmm. But the forty-two is a low rider. But then again, they like it because mm-hmm. of the the looks it has. It's just a different kind of it's a style. beautiful car. It's a beautiful because, like I said, you we went into the, the back garage and you showed it to me, and I was just yeah. my jaw hit the floor. I mean, there, the, I don't think any picture actually can do it justice because it's a beautiful car to, uh, that you have and looking at the culture because so duke started you started the orange county chapter in 89 right right and so now your son what's his involvement with it uh jacob jr now he's well when i started back in 89 he was like four or five years old uh he grew into the dukes he's homegrown mm-hmm. for the orange county Dukes. born so, into it born into it yes so He's the president now, and we have like about 12 members right now all together. Mm-hmm. And we're small now. I mean, the bigger you go with a car club, the harder it is to maintain mm-hmm. because everybody has different ideas. Mm-hmm. And when the ideas come up, people come in, they want to change, make changes. It's kind of difficult to uh, to have those kind of members. Mm-hmm. So you either have to work with them or they have to find a place where they'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time to every car club. Everywhere you go, it doesn't, yeah. that's the way it is. When, you, when there's a group of people, right, everybody's got, you know, their input, and right. sometimes it can get a, a snowball into something right. that gets away from a person. So looking at what the culture, I know, you know, cars are cars, right? People have done them since the 60s and 70s, because car clubs back then were really big. Right. You know, it was, in the Hispanic communities, it was a way for people to bond together as a group, right? Right. Now, it, growing up, did, what did you see that a lot where you grew up at the car club? Well, when I grew up in Santa Ana, uh, I was like 16, 17. We started a car club, New Class, Santana, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where I was involved with. I was involved in New Class, and the big car clubs back then were Classics, New Class, uh, Santana Car Club, uh, Showdown. Uh, there was about maybe six big clubs that were that were out there, mm-hmm. and I can't remember some of the other ones, but. They were the major clubs, and we used to cruise around El Salvador Park and on Sunday especially, and just cruise around. We weren't really into car shows as much back in the seventies. There wasn't very many car shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Orange County that I know of, there wasn't very many. Mm-hmm. But we weren't into that. We were more into showing our cars with our rims, and we didn't have show cars. Mm-hmm. Some guys did. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some. Yeah. Especially classics. Classics had some really nice cars. Mm-hmm. They came out in a lot of movies and stuff when, mm-hmm. when they had their cars out. But most of the guys, the majority of the guys, we were teenagers. We were 
we weren't into we couldn't afford it yeah yeah you, you know? wanted that you wanted the nice we could afford it most of us already started families i started family young i mean mm-hmm. we couldn't afford to spend ten twenty thousand dollars on a car mm-hmm. we could barely afford a thousand bucks for for rims and tires so how much you see it change now? Because obviously we were saying earlier, there's a chrome undercarriage, people, I mean, doing their, my God, all the way down to the brakes, you know, the drums and everything is being blinged out. Yeah, they, I've seen that at the shows. I mean, um, I don't really get involved in too, too much of that. I, I, I see it, it's nice, but I think it's overkill. Because you can't even drive it, I don't even think. No, the, no, it's strictly show. Yeah, yeah strictly show. Um, so that, what other changes have you seen in the culture? From when you started to where it's at today? Well, it's more, uh, everybody's more competitive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more competitive out there. Is it because of the prizes, the cash prizes, or is it no, trophies or status? or More like the pride. Mm-hmm. More like pride. They could dump the money into it. Yeah, and they have the money right now. You know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of good jobs. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have nice cars and have good jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean... They're taking care, and a lot of those guys do take care of their families. Mm-hmm. Unlike some of these movies they make about us, it's it's not it's not all bad. It, there's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good. So know? that so that's what you see. The cars are being more done up, more more chrome, more uh, even the gold. They They're gold. going the the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, more and more the the guys that are fixing up cars are going the right direction. Instead of Mickey Mouse in a car, they're trying to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing I advise, and I tell a lot of these uh, people that are doing cars, I go, you know, don't be copying everybody. Do it the way you like it. Because all at the end, you're the one that's going to be happy, not them. Yeah. Make it an original. Make it it the way you like it. Mm -hmm. Spend the money the way you like it. If you like artilleries, if you like spokes, if you like to be all the way on the ground, if you like to be semi up, do it the way you like it. Mm -hmm. It's your car or truck. Yeah. Paint it the color you want it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier the, the Ruelas. Um, you have Julio and uh, was it Oscar or what was Okay, that? there's uh, Oscar, mm-hmm. there's uh, Julio, there's Fernando, and there's Ernesto, mm-hmm. and there's Renee. So they, they tell us about them. They all came from where? Okay, they all came from L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, they started the, the Dukes, Southern Cal Dukes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going on our 55th year now with the with the Dukes. So 55 years ago they started. 55 years ago they started. Uh, from what I know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of different stories out there, but from what I'm told, I see, I didn't come in until 89. Mm-hmm. So I don't know before that. Mm-hmm. All I know is that back in 87, 88, I had a 64 Chevy for sale in front of my house. And this guy pulls up and he looks at the 64 Chevy and it was clean, black on black, four speed, all, mm-hmm. I had it all bone stock. And I put it up for sale. And this guy pulls over and he goes, hey, uh, you interested in making a trade? I go, yeah, maybe. So he goes, oh, my name's Renee. And I go, okay. So I met him, Renee. He goes, you might know my brothers. And I go, no, not really. Who, who's that? And he goes, well, it was Julio and Fernando. He goes, oh, they're, they're part of the Dukes. So yeah, I go, I've heard of them. I go, mm-hmm. I've never met them. He goes, well, one of these days, let's go, let's go meet them. I go, okay. So we got in his car one day. And it didn't happen the same day, but we went down there and I met them all. And, uh, you know, I met all the, a lot of the Dukes, a lot of original Dukes, mm-hmm. like Woody and, you know, all the brothers. I, I met all the brothers, mm-hmm. the mom. Me and the mom were real real close, too. She's now passed away. But, um, yeah, we're real close. And then they offered me the Orange County chapter. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And we ran with it after that. 
So what do you think the what do you think their legacy is in low riding? I mean, what what's the one thing that they're, they're a major part. They're mm-hmm. a major part of of the bombs. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a bomb, the Dukes are affiliated with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the car clubs that are out there right now, a lot of those guys were Dukes at one time mm-hmm. or another or associated with them. Mm-hmm. So they're a big part of the, uh, this bomb culture. Of making sure that it's done and taken care of and restored. and They, they helped identify, create the, the style, right? Well, yeah, but you know what? Uh, we got to give credit to the other car clubs, too. A lot mm-hmm. of the other car clubs are really, really good good guys, and they're, they have some nice cars. Uh, and they fix them up really nice. And they're, they're coming up with their own you know, big names, too. Mm-hmm. There's, we got, like, oldies. We got Vijitos. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those guys are big names for, for yeah. bomb clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just that Dukes, we were there in the 60s, early 60s, mm-hmm. and bringing it, brought it out. So what other car clubs are still around that were have been around since the sixties? Um, see, I don't know because I was yeah. born in sixty one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They I, go back that far. I don't go back that far. I was in the seventies, and and I grew up in Orange County. So the only car clubs that come out to me from Orange County would be the classics, and uh, mm. and that was a major car club back then for me. Mm. I'd look up to them. Matter of fact, the main president Acer, I grew up with him. When I was 12 years old, 15 years old, I'd ride my bike to his house by my... I used to live right down the street from his house, and I'd mm-hmm. ride my bike to him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd see the cars he was building and, and the classics and everything. So I really looked up to the classics. Yeah. Car club. Because now you, you also got into... So not only are you... you, you still Do you still buy and sell cars? Uh, not as much because the, the cars got so expensive that, you know what, it, it, it's not... You can't make much on a car before... You could buy them for a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred, and sell them for two grand, three. I sell them for thirty-five, four grand, and yeah. double your money. Yeah, yeah. Now it's kind of hard. You're, you're spending ten grand, and and you're going to try to make twelve. You know, mm-hmm. try to make two thousand off the deal. Because you do, you're into parts now, right? I do more about parts. Uh, matter of fact, I don't even do that anymore much. My son's doing it more than I am now because I'd rather spend time with my family mm-hmm. and my grandkids now that I got. All my grandkids, and they're always visiting. And I got one of them right here that's always with me. Uh, are you Are you learning? <laughs> but uh, speaking yeah. of your son, uh, we'll be showing the video. So uh, if you guys want, just go ahead and check out the video, and we'll be right back. All right, we're standing here with Jacob Dominguez Jr., president of Duke's Car Club, Orange County chapter. And tell us what we got here. This is your car, right? We got a 1940 Chevy Special Deluxe convertible. It's pretty rare because, for one, it's a convertible, and that's what you want in California to roll around into. You got nice weather all year round. So. Mm-hmm. A little overcast today, though, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> once about noon hits, you usually get the sun. Yeah. How did you get the car? This car, my dad bought me when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. He bought it off of some good friends that ended up turning into good family friends throughout mm-hmm. the years. But in 1989, he purchased it off of the Realis family. Mm-hmm. They are the founders of Duke's Car Club out of Los Angeles, California. Originated on 38th Street mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And it was the actual original uh, member of Duke's Car Club. So it's an original car that belonged to mm-hmm. the Duke's Car Club back in the 70s and 80s. The car has a lot of history then. Yes, sir. It's never been touched. It's an unrestored car. Uh, we just upgraded the motor and the rear end just so we could take it onto the freeways. 
just made it pretty much a driver. Other than that, it's we're pretty much not a show car. It's just a pretty much cruiser for us, a family cruiser. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in the same state in which you guys bought it? Yes. Wow. All I did since I got it, when I got older, my dad let me take over and drive it around. I lowered it. I put a new motor in it. I put a new uh, rear end. Not new. I just upgraded everything mm -hmm. so you could get a... Uh, better speed on the freeways and then just all around just get better everywhere what, what do you like most about the car besides the history because the history is there's no price tag right uh, what, what do you like most about the car something that my dad bought me when I was a little kid and I'm sure everybody gets something when they were kids mm -hmm. but this is something that my dad bought me when I was a kid and it can't be replaced no matter what anybody wants to offer me or trade or whatever, it's just, they don't ever leave my family. I mean, this car just, it means a lot to me and I baby it like it's a baby. But we drive it pretty much every day. Every day, you catch it almost on the road. Hmm. Well, to tell me about the interior. Why don't you uh, tell our viewers about the interior? Well, the interior, you got your average leather inside the old 30s, 40s convertible. And most of them came with the wood grain. This is a wood green dash, and you got all the little accessories, which is the GM compass, you got a redhead flashlight, you got the GM accessory, deluxe steering wheel that was offered for the car. So a lot of the accessories, little accessories that are on the car are pretty hard to find themselves mm -hmm. because they were an option for the year. So the probably the hardest thing to get in here is probably that compass and the wheel due to because they're plastic mm -hmm. and the sun whenever the sun gets to it it just beats it up and this being a convertible the sun just hits it non-stop on the right? tops down yeah 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 no i dig it man it's got the uh the tissue holder in there yes uh little pipe holder flashlight uh so it's it's uh it's manual right and the transmission three on the tree three on the tree three on the tree uh or show us the motor and, and well this is a 235 it's an upgraded motor because originally they came with the 216 but we had this motor it was rebuilt in the mid 90s that was in one of our other cars that I took apart to mm -hmm. make a show car. So I ended up dropping it in this, and when I put it in this, I ended up putting in original Fenton headers that are pretty hard to find. So it kind of gives out a different kind of pitch when the, the pipes split, are going out. It's a split manifold now. Yes. Natural. Yes. But with the original Fenton headers, you give a whole, it's a different sound compared to the new ones that they make nowadays that you can purchase at mm -hmm. the stores. So it kind of, it gives it a different sound when you're pulling up anywhere to a certain spot. Usually when I pull up somewhere, most people know who is pulling up. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, man, if you come in here and show, because what it does, it splits the cylinders. Yes. So you get three and three, a true three and three. Another way you can tell too on the motor that it's not the original, because pre-52, the, the valve cover bolt, right? Correct. came up through the top that's correct too but at the same time you could also get these motors and get a 216 motor or a valve cover and make it look like a 216 what they have. so a lot of people drop a 235 in it and they'll put a 216 in uh, the top piece valve cover and make it all look like a 216 but i didn't care to do none of that yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i just i just wanted to get it back on the road so me and my family can enjoy it every day uh, it's a good looking car. I love that it's all still not only the the original state, but that it has a history with the Dukes. Uh, because what do you have going on now with the Dukes? 
I mean, me, myself, I've been a part of Duke's Card Club since my dad started the chapter in 1989. Uh, I was born into it, raised around uh, the founders, all the Realis family. I'm close to the Realis family until this day. Uh, my dad was the original president who started Orange County Dukes in 1989. He retired about five years ago. I became president since then. I've just been trying to keep up a legacy and a name that's somewhere somewhere in the lowrider culture I see that's strong and does, does positive stuff for the community. So I'm just trying to keep everything going. I'm just kind of a shadow. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's not only you, you're a junior, but you know, you're keeping on your dad's legacy, right? I mean, it, yes, it's... Yes, sir. I just had my son two years ago, and I mm -hmm. named him Jacob Duke Dominguez III. So hopefully when he gets older, he's yeah. as bald as I am in this, because as it comes to restoring cars and keeping them running and everything, at the same time we collect parts and resell them as a hobby. So we kind of find stuff easy for us that most people can't do. So hopefully my son will pick up in the game and be right there with us. Because you have all the relationships. Yes, sir. You, know, you have the, the network, you know where to go. And, yes, sir. You know what I mean? It's not like, I know there's people out there making it like. I was born around all, a lot of, I was born, I want to say, I was lucky and fortunate enough to grow up around a great car builders that are around today mm -hmm. that are big names that back in the day that would just all hang out with my dad and just all hang out show their cars go cruising and do different kind of stuff and now a lot of those guys that i seen at my house learning a lot of stuff from their well known in the lowrider yeah, culture yeah. card stuff so i'm happy about that and every time i uh I talk to people and give my opinions and stuff. I just like, it's all based on all the knowledge that I got from all the mm -hmm. people that I grew up around. Yeah. So, I mean, the knowledge that I have that I got from my dad, I was fortunate enough to be next to his side since I was in diapers, selling car parts, learning what everything was for. So, I mean, to this day, I'm still learning. Yeah. There's not. You're always learning. You're yes, always, always yes, learning. sir. There's nothing. There's nothing that you can't learn. Every day you're learning something new. All right. So now, now going back to your your car parts, uh, it's big business, right? Because people, the accessories, right? Well, back then. Back then, when I first started buying car parts, I was into buying original GM stuff. I was into buying the original authentic stuff that came on the cars. And and when I was buying it, there was a lot of people buying Pet Boy stuff. There were a lot of people putting on like aftermarket, aftermarket yeah. stuff. So they didn't really care too much about original uh, GM-approved accessories. Well, I did. I mm. was one of those particular guys where, hey, if it's not for your that car, I don't want it. Mm. I, it's got to be precise. Yeah. Even though I put some stuff that, that I like that don't belong on the car, that's my own personal touch. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. But 90% of the stuff that I put on my car is correct, mm -hmm. is area correct. So after a while, after uh, me and Julio were into buying parts and I was buying from Alan Forbush, one of the big big guys uh, in the business, and he's still around, but he's up in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, well, you know, who's, who's the one you, you referred me to a guy in your Belinda? Yeah, that's 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 uh, oh, Alan Forbush. Yeah, yeah, I went to his house on the there was a little hill. Yeah, yeah, he moved uh, he moved to Oregon and uh, he's doing well over there. And I see him every every year. Oh, it when must I, be like a gold mine up there in Oregon, <laughs> or probably I don't know if it is now, but no, it used to be, but not yeah. not as much anymore. Like I said, there's a lot of people that have caught on. 
<laughs> and there's so many people out there now selling parts that that you know they're making a name for themselves. Me personally, I never tried to make a name for myself. I I did it because I liked it, mm-hmm. not because I was out there trying to, you know. I I yes, I could make money on it. Yes, and I am expensive, but that's because I I don't have to sell it. Yeah, you're you're okay. You're 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 not doing it. Just, it's not burning a hole in your pocket. In other words, exactly. Right? I'm not buying a part just to turn it the next day. Yeah. I, if I have it for a year, two years, ten years, yeah. I still have it. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's your advice? Okay, so earlier you said some stuff, but what's your advice to guys that want to build cars now? If they're looking for cars now, go to the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't, you're going to spend twice, three times as much. I, I've heard stories where they went to this person to do a postry, and the guy did shortcuts, and it didn't come out right. And I took the car to get painted, and the guy did the bodywork and gave up, and. You know, you hear stories, so you need to go do your school. Go yeah, to school. Yeah, research. Research, research everything. Uh, you know, it's just like exactly going to school. You need to yeah. research everything and figure out how you're going to spend your money. And ask around because people's reputations, right? Exactly. It, it, it goes by who they are and who they know. Exactly. And if, you, if they have a bad name, bad rap or whatever, yes. then you... There's guys out there that, that'll sell you the wrong part, and I'm not going to mention no names, but they'll sell you the wrong part, and then you go back to them and tell them, hey, I, you know, this is the wrong part. I was, It won't fit my car. Well, too bad. You bought it. Mm-hmm. So now that reputation comes. Because mm-hmm. you, 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 So your dad, he worked on his own cars, right? Yeah, majority of it. Yeah, my dad and my uncle Rudy, Rudy Guerrero. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, were, uh, they were into building their own cars. Actually, they were from a neighborhood in Santa Ana. It's called Santa Anita. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that's important because picking up, you know, from your parents or your right. fathers how to work on cars. I mean, I hate it as a kid, honestly. I hated it. We had this. Uh, we had several. My dad always had cars. But uh, the one that became kind of like the vein of my existence was a uh, 50 GMC pickup. And uh-huh. it was different because it wasn't the Chevy. It was the GMC. Right. But we sanded that thing. And I hated it. I hated every. There was no, like, power sanders. It was a block in your arm. You know, right. until that point where you get tired. And every day I was like, I want to go play. I, wanna, I mean, I was little, eight or nine years old. I want to go play. But you, you, saw, you, you kind of sound like that movie Selena. Remember when uh, the guy was saying, uh, come in here and sing instead of yeah. being out there playing? But, but you know, the thing was, is he taught me everything I know. You you pay, like you're saying earlier about family. Yeah, he didn't have to sit there and go, okay, this is a family. But how moment. long did that take you to realize? Until I was a teenager, till I wanted my own car. Okay, and I picked up right. my first '72 Monte Carlo off the original owner, and I was in love. But I knew everything from the only thing I wasn't able to do is paint and upholstery. But everything else, mechanical wise, bodywork, because he taught me. He didn't go. This is a lesson for your right. life. You're gonna need it later. The only thing I tell tell the youngsters nowadays is that cherish your time with your parents mm-hmm. because you only have one mother and one father, and once they're gone, it's like being by yourself again. Mm-hmm. And, and learn as much as you can, right or wrong, whatever they do, whatever they tell you, take it, mm-hmm. listen. You don't have to like it. Just like just like our culture right now, just like our Hispanic people, our Mexicans, uh, Chicanos, whatever you want to call us. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everything we do, but observe, pay attention. Yeah. There's something there. There's a value. There is. And it's between humans because what, what the car club become is a, is a part of your culture. It's, it doesn't replace your family because like no. you said, 
family. You got to still do what you got to do for your family. Right. But it's an essential part of your life. Right. And if people, I think, whether it's the movie, like I said, I haven't watched it, but from what I've seen other people also post, is it it denigrates it. It, it puts it in a bad light. When we need to make sure that people are seeing that car building it has a long history and a long tradition in families. Yeah. Right? It's not something new. Well, just like, just like us, too. A lot of the cars that we have, um, they're going to stay in the family. They're not leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not like your son's, the son's car. I mean, that, that, that I enjoyed it when he was sitting there telling me the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, just that it has this history. And mm-hmm. then it is in the original condition in which it came. To me, it was just mind-blowing. Uh, because it, it that car means so much more than if it was just a forty convertible. Well, you know what you know what the thing is. It means so much more because he didn't go out and just buy a car already done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that'll go out and to Pomona to the swap meets and see a car finished and say, "Oh, I'm going to buy that." Now they buy it and they go to car shows and start bragging about this car. Well, they know nothing about this car. Mm-hmm. How could you? How could you even? They they buy their memories. Right? They bought it. Yeah. It, it was it was paid for. Mm-hmm. They didn't sweat over it. They didn't. They didn't you can't see a picture of it before and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. There's no. There's no history to the vehicle. No. Much, it just, you much, just bought yeah, it. Much less the stories of, you know, right. the people hey, you, you deal okay? with. You're you want right to go there? sit out? Go out. Water. You want some water? No, you're good. But sit no. Back, sit back. And, and you know what? That that's what I'm enjoying. You know, I'm enjoying. It. It's awesome to have you here because. Like I said, I have I, many, many moons ago we met, mm-hmm. and uh, car culture is everywhere because it's in Japan. Right. Japan's huge. Japan, that's another. We got we got a couple of chapters in Japan. We got mm-hmm. Japan Dukes, and we got Central Japan Dukes, and we're really in tight with them too. And they, every time they come down, we uh, they come to my house too, mm-hmm. and we visit. You know, they're visiting, and they bring me stuff. I take, I give them stuff, but they're really Japan's really heavy. They're taking a lot of cars from here mm-hmm. to Japan. A lot of nice cars. And they're bringing in the tradition. I mean, you go over there, you think there's a bunch of Mexicans or Chicanos, Hispanics, whatever you <laughs> want to call us, out there. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have their... They want our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want it to be us, mm-hmm. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They okay. dress like us. They talk like us. They eat like us. Tacos, <laughs> ceviche. Well, Masa, who we both know in, yeah, in yes. common, and, and so Masa tells me, he says, you know... Because I told him, you know, we, the ceviche was homemade. Uh-huh. He's like, we got to open up a Mexican restaurant in Japan <laughs> because there's no good Mexican food There's in no Taco Bell there, is there? Yeah, yeah. There, there's no good Mexican food. <laughs> there's no good Mexican food. And I keep looking at him thinking like, I, I know that they, 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 uh, they appreciate yeah. cultures and they hold it in high regard. I mean, because they do. They dress to a T, right? Yeah. They'll uh, look the part and everything. And that's cool because they're keeping it alive. And then, and then not only are they into the car scene, they're into the dressing, they're into tattoos. Mm-hmm. I got my buddy, uh, Compton David, mm-hmm. that I've known for years. When we started the Orange County Dukes back in 89, Compton David was there with us. Mm. With all the Rallas, the Tovars, uh, Compton David, Mike Ramos, me, my son. Uh, all of us were there together. And mm. we were in the Lowrider magazine. And in one of the issues when we first opened the Orange County Dukes, mm. and all of us are there, and these guys have became somebody. Mm-hmm. And then Compton David, he goes to Japan with all these tattoos mm-hmm. and everything, and shows these people our culture. And now they're doing it. You know, yeah. they're, they're, I don't. You know, they're doing our style of tattoos. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know they've been doing tattoos for years too in their their style, but now they're starting to do 
yeah, our kind of stuff, Chicano style, exactly Chicano style tattoos. Exactly. And that's that's uh, it's another interesting thing. I, I this is I, I think this is the second year they've invited me to go over to Japan too, and I've just kind of I've, I haven't been able to. But the thing is, is that the the culture because it is it's it's so rich. Right. The cars. I mean, uh, looking at a, it doesn't have to. It could have patina. Like the car, your, your son's well, car has patina. It looks well, beautiful. There's another subject I wanted to get into about patina. Mm-hmm. See, back in the 70s and 80s, we didn't have that name. <laughs> okay, we had rust. <laughs> we had... And we called rust cancer. A, a bad paint job. Yeah. So back in those days, I couldn't sell rust. I couldn't sell uh, uh, a bad paint job. But now they changed it to call patina. Mm-hmm. It's like worth money. Mm-hmm. Rust is worth money. Mm-hmm. A paint job is worth money. Oh, yeah. That needs a paint job. That My 42, if you look at that top picture, mm-hmm. that's patina. Oh, yeah. Back then, somebody wouldn't give you, I was lucky, they were lucky enough to get 2500 from me. Sometimes they wouldn't even, I, my dad would not buy a car, especially if he had rust like towards the rockers. Yeah, no. Because it was the death, the sign of death. Yes. You cannot, you can try to cut it. Yeah, and, and patch it in. Yeah, if you know how to, you know, weld, you're in luck because maybe you can, you can patch it the right way. Right. But it was the kiss of death to right. a car, especially yeah. on the rockers. Because yeah. uh, then it meant probably the floor pan, the has, floorboards, yeah, yeah it's going to the have, trunk. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I do see the vehicles. They want more. <laughs> they come up to me. They go, "Hey, can you get it with more potato, dude? You just want more rust." <laughs> I I just threw that word out there, patina, because that's what we're looking at the car in its original condition. That word's worth money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throws a couple thousand on top. <laughs> on top of rust, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you say rust, you just say patina, and yeah. it's $2,000 more now. Because, yeah. you know, unless they've been underneath a vehicle physically themselves yeah. to work on it, would they know patina is no bueno? Patina, it's not good. No, patina it's not. Patina is terrible because good luck getting, unless you take it off the frame and you take it to get blasted, yeah. that's the only way you're ever going to secure if, for the long haul. Oh, yeah. You know, that the car will last another 15, 20 years without a foot going to the floor. Well, you know what? Patina is just the cheap way of not not being able to afford a show car or something nice. But, but I think it's too, it's also that they want that original, they want it to look original rustic instead of I realizing, guess, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I personally don't know. Cause I, I guess that's never, an error we're in. <laughs> I, I, I've never owned, a, I mean, I bought them in conditions right. and did the work to primer, to paint. Joe did a great job. I think we chose Jaguar green. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful green on my car. But anyways, uh, it was one of those things of you were always trying to improve the vehicle, not preserve it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. decaying. Exactly. State. It's like smiling and having your teeth corroding. <laughs> yeah. That's patina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's preserve that. Yeah. That looks good to some people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it even, I, I struggled when I started to see people doing like nice primer jobs, uh, whether it was kind of like that K200, the, yeah. the yellow, or the, the military green primer. Well, now they got paint jobs that look like yeah. rust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shiny rust. <laughs> you okay? Uh, you want to go sit down? Okay. Yeah, she's good. She's good. But so that's one of the trends happening right. uh, in car culture. Because it is, it's car culture. Matter of fact... Ed Hardy gave me one of the books they did on Japan. It was uh-huh. car custom culture, and all they had was cars, and they're, they're all American cars. Yeah, and here's a big, thick, you know, couple hundred page book, coffee table book, and I gave it to Masa because it was, you know, he knew most of the people in there. But I thought it's amazing to see because it originated in the Southwest, really, 
You haven't had Takashi in yet? The, he's the one that used to do the Lowrider magazine for mm-hmm. Japan, Lowrides. They did like uh, a book with my with me in it for nine, with nine pages with me and my granddaughter and some mm. of my kids. And it came out pretty nice and they got pretty good uh, stuff over there. And mm. they, they showed a lot of our culture over there too. That's what they do. They, they have magazines that have nothing but our culture. They come and take pictures here and take them back over there and show these people. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I've I've told Masa, hey, you know, I could translate the magazines that I release. We could translate them into Japanese. No, 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 leave them in English because they want they don't know how to read it, but they like it because it's in English. Uh, and I think that's part of it is that to to do it right because I think if you're going to do any culture and represent it, whether it's a movie that maybe does, and it's not the first movie that is shown negatively this low riding culture cars getting you know vandalized on screen uh the one one i could think of is boulevard nights you know where they showed these this beautiful ride right i think it was a 72 also the monte carlo if i remember correctly that the brother had and it just got you know yeah that was ramon i i know him personally too uh off screen yeah but uh yeah, he, he was at our 25th anniversary also. But, yeah, they did have a the blue Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. the 72, yeah, with mm-hmm. the square headlights in the front. Mm-hmm. I remember that movie. I, Me, personally, I was young and I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it it was showing some pretty interesting stuff and some true stuff. I mean, yeah. stuff that really happens. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't overly dramatized. No, it wasn't. It, no, w- it, wasn't. it was close to where you knew elements of stories of other people. But it wasn't like so over the top, right? Maybe, and I think that that's what for the low riding culture. Uh, because what do you call it? I mean, do you call, what, what do you call it low riding culture? What do you call it? lifestyle? What, what, it's a lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle of 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 us. I mean, we're all the guys that are into low riders, bombs, sixties uh, cars, fifties cars. We're all basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. We we do the same thing, and, but we still have our, our backbone. We still yeah. have our mothers and fathers back there. And it seems like that's something that keeps coming back as family, family, family. Yes. I mean, I think that's... Well, that's probably. the bottom line. That's all you have. Mm-hmm. See, it, 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 guys that get in trouble, guys that guys that go to jail, uh, all you have left is your family. Mm-hmm. And they're there for you. I'll guarantee you they're there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might not show it, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're hard on you. <laughs> well, they're hard on me for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Because they want to be, be be better. My yeah. my kids, I'm hard on my kids too, mm-hmm. but I want them to be better than me. yeah. You get you have to direct somehow. Yeah, and uh, no, that's that's the beautiful thing, and I I enjoy I enjoy that you came. Um, you know, you're, you're definitely for me, like I said, somebody who who is uh, to me, and I don't say it in a, in a light way, a legend, because it's part of a history that is specific to where people should be able to to hear it from you, you know, <clears throat> to yeah. hear it out of your mouth and to the way that you see it, because you know other people can write about it, people can put it on a Hollywood screen. They're going to do their interpretation right. of what it is, right. and whether it's true or not, everybody can have their opinion. I know? don't consider myself a legend. I just consider myself as uh, working hard, taking care of my family, and uh, my 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 club. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, I say sure. that because you know it, it's at the time <clears throat> and the people you were around that is nobody today can achieve those things. You can't go back and be part of what it was in '89. Uh-huh. You know, and then what you've built on it, because you have, you have a name that's has value. Like you were saying earlier, you have to know who you're dealing with. Right. You know, people aren't going to be like, oh, this guy's going to totally snake you or he's new and he's just out there basically raping and pillaging the industry. 
Right. You know, and I think it, it's in other things too. Tattooing, barbering. Some people just see money and right. they run to it and they just bleed it dry. And they, they, they're not in it for the long haul. They're no. not into it for their family because you have a history. That's what sets you apart from others. You right. know what I mean? You're not buying your memories. Right. Like you said earlier, people are going and they're buying a car completely done. And then they attach stories to it. Yeah. Which I, I've seen. I've seen somebody on a show and I knew that this person hadn't had the car long. They bought it in the condition it was. And they were asked on the show, they're like, oh, so did you restore the car? And the only thing I think they said was, well, you know, I've, I've been working on it. And I thought, what? Well, working on it? Putting gas in? You need to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. That, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these youngsters, my advice to a lot of these youngsters is, uh, like I said, if you start putting money into a car, build it. But re- remember this, the first thing. Before you do that, look at your family. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're secure and they're okay and, and you can afford what you're doing with your car. Don't take food off their table. Exactly. I mean, take care of your family first. That's And I think that's the biggest message is that, that this low-riding lifestyle is about your family and your cars. Yes. But it, one, the, the car doesn't come before the family. Right. No, and uh, and so what do you see the future? Because now, I mean, the cruising, I mean, Whittier's allowing cruising again. Uh, a boulevard, at least. I know part of it. There's still signs that say no. Cruising. Hopefully, that'll last. Hopefully, it'll it'll be good. But there's always somebody out there, knucklehead, right? knucklehead that gets drunk, that doesn't think and doesn't take think about their families out there. I mean, some we've had. I've heard of not too long ago a car show where some knuckleheads got into it right there. I mean, this is all families. You don't do that. No. I go. You don't want to do that. And the older that. we all get. The more we want to spend more time with our cars and our families. Mm-hmm. That's all you have. Yes. That's all you have. Yeah. No, man. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap no, up this episode? I think we wrapped it pretty much. All right. Pretty much. See, it wasn't too long, was it? It wasn't too bad. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for this episode of the LodgeCast. So make sure you tune. Oh, on your social media. Where, where, do you want, where, where can people find you? Because if they're looking for car parts or they're looking Okay. Well, for- July 4th, we're going to have a... A cruise, mm-hmm. Orange County Dukes cruise, and it's going to be in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And the truck shop, car shop is sponsoring us. From Orange. So everybody's welcome. It's going to be from 10 to 3 at uh, in Anaheim, uh, Highway 39 Event Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I didn't bring a flyer with me or I'll, I'll get you one, but it's going to be July 4th if this comes out by then. You mm-hmm. know, Everybody's mm-hmm. welcome. We're going to have free hot dogs, uh, free chips, free soda, free water, mm-hmm. uh, no alcohol at all. And it's uh, going to be family. So they can find you on Instagram? They can find me on Instagram under Jacob uh, Dominguez 714. Mm-hmm. They could find uh, my son, Mr. 714, uh, on Instagram. He's also on Facebook. Uh, basically, that's about it. Or you can come to my house. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people A lot of people come to my house. Mm-hmm. I get them from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, from other parts of the country, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a good part, car parts or referrals, and uh, make sure you contact him, Jacob Dominguez714 on Instagram, and his son, Mr714. Yes. Uh, and make sure you check out the Dukes. They're going to be having that event. You can follow them on social media and get caught up. So that'll wrap it up. Are you guys part of the – you said you're part of the Bombs event, right? We're going to be there. We have about 60 uh, Dukes going. So, yeah. Which, yeah, gonna... Willie G uh, brought this. If you yeah. can see it up on the monitor. 
Uh, this will be the Bomb Super Show, June 25th in Long Beach Convention Center. So that'll wrap up this episode of the LodgeCast. I'd like to thank you. Thank you for coming by, okay. spending time, bringing your family and uh, your son with his car. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you guys continue on and, and doing, you know, right. bringing this uh, this culture right. Thanks We're almost lot. done. You can still have a seat. We're almost done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's ready to get the hell out of here. But uh, so that'll do it for this episode of the LodgeCast. So make sure you check us out on iTunes, Blurberry, on our website, and uh, gentlemansavenue.com forward slash LodgeCast. So until next time, be well.